scab for the bosses don't listen to their lies as poor folks having got a chance lless we organize which side are you we're going on? we're all here hey guys which side are hello you welcome to our podcast remarks the conversation style podcast <laughs> uh i'm taylor i'm phoebe and we have a special guest with us this week say hey hi I'm Riley. Um, and Riley is here to talk with us a little bit about um, medical marijuana, homeless outreach, community outreach, and other shit like that. So yeah, we're just, just gonna... The usual rants. You know. <laughs> with someone else. <laughs> Our favorite shit to talk about. <laughs> someone is more qualified than us. Yes. No, yes. <laughs> no. But I appreciate it. Thanks for having me here. Yeah, thanks for being here. Excited to... Always get the opportunity to talk anything and everything community. Yes. So it's definitely important, especially in our uh, little small lake city of mm-hmm. <laughs> this community. So thank you. Truth. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, do you want to hit the first question? I would love to. Okay. Um, so yeah, starting us off here, uh, one thing that we we know uh, you do is work with medical marijuana at a dispensary. Um I, my first question with that is, what has been your experience working at a dispensary in Utah, being that it's more of a conservative state, that it was kind of, I'd say, one of the states that was more resistant to, like, medical marijuana mm. for a long time? Because it's, you know, the definitely. devil's lettuce. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's definitely interesting coming from, especially, I moved, so I went to University of <laughs> Oregon. And yeah, big difference. Yeah, a big difference being in Oregon. Uh, that was my first time being in a state that it was recreational. So totally different vibes there. Mm-hmm. Different in California, right? Mm-hmm. When you go into a dispensary, um, you're there to get to get high. You're there to, you know, pick out something that's gonna take the edge off a little bit there's different reasons right everyone wants to partake in marijuana um i mean it's a great plant and it's a great resource um and studies have shown and proven that so with that there being the recreational use we also have to look at the medical use Mm -hmm. right um because it is a plant it's not a drug. It's a plan right. that is can and is used for medicinal purposes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I think focusing on the medical aspect of a medical cannabis pharmacy is really important in Utah because people are being are able to see that side that it is sure. a medical you know, mm-hmm. it's a medical plant. Right. It is something that I will, I'll just share my story kind of. Yeah. <clears throat> so I'm a patient, uh, I'm a cannabis patient mm-hmm. here in the state of mm-hmm. Utah because, uh, sorry, I'm <laughs> start over. I don't, You're good. Uh, so I am a medical cannabis patient and that's how I first started being kind of introduced here in Utah Mm -hmm. was because of my experience in Oregon using it recreationally but also learning 
while using it like wow this is actually you know the cbd and thc is really helping my mm-hmm. anxiety so i kind of started to experiment on my own recreationally of what worked well for me and my anxiety sure mm-hmm. fast forward to the pandemic mm-hmm. uh, I think everyone can agree there was a time period of (laughs) us going through a time where we're reflecting on ourselves and for sure and there's lots of yeah time with yourself and lots of time to reflect on the past and so with that um, I was actually diagnosed with during the pandemic I was diagnosed with PTSD Mm. major depressive disorder Mm. and uh, ADHD and with that, I also have anxiety. So yeah, <clears throat> super fun combination. Lots of great <laughs> mental illness. Give Woo! up for mental illness. <laughs> um, so, but that's just you know that's the reality of it. Is totally. When I was seventeen, um, you know there were some things that happened beforehand. But when I was seventeen, my mom died, mm. and she it was something it was very traumatic of course Um, she actually died in front of me and it's it's a whole you know it's ptsd right yes and so when you have ptsd you and i should have trigger warning this but we'll uh, add add a trigger warning but with ptsd a lot of uh you know everyone experienced it differently everyone has Mm -hmm. different experience so with mine it comes with the flashbacks with the ties Mm. to the depression things like that yeah so when i was 17 they just started giving me anti-anxiety pills Mm -hmm. right and you know and i was i was luckily i was uh fortunate and privileged enough to be able to get therapy um, after a bit and kind of like really work on the PTSD, Mm -hmm. which a lot of folks don't have the opportunity and privilege to work through. For sure. When with that, I was able to find cannabis and cannabis, unlike the medication I take, cannabis is something that feels, makes me feel like normal Mm -hmm. (laughs) like a human it makes me feel like i don't i feel happier i feel lighter Mm -hmm. and it's something that i think not a lot of people really understand because mental health right is such oh yeah people don't see the pain they they can only empathize right well and i think that the mental health thing goes into like the homeless population as well and the homeless outreach as well i mean a huge portion of like our homeless population here in utah especially is mental um people with like mental health disorders yeah and like that's another thing that's not being touched on you know yeah exactly yeah absolutely and i like i know that uh it's just very interesting because you know the whole um demonization of marijuana and cannabis Mm -hmm. has been just a big propaganda campaign because it's like you know we have like medication that's you know prescription medication that's like legal like i don't know adderall is basically just like legal meth that they give to kids adderall is one molecule i think away from Meth. Yeah. yeah, it's yeah. really, and that's, and it's like, in, you'll kids give, can get that. Yeah, you'll right? give that it's to kids, scary. but you won't let people, like, 
smoke or even you know vape or do it however they want to do it like a plant that grows on the earth like yeah (laughs) which it's like yeah adderall is cool for some people but it's like also if you can treat something like ptsd or chronic pain or what have you with something more natural like a plant why not and why it's like it's just the demonization of like one thing compared with the other and i mean that goes into the whole war on drugs thing and we exactly. could talk for a long time about the that too. drug kind of like stigma around. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that. exactly. But not other things like opioids and stuff. And it's like that's probably more of a gateway drug. Yes. Than yeah. Opioids is. is for sure. Which I mean, the opioid crisis, especially here in Utah, again, is another thing that we could mm-hmm. talk about for a long time. But um, so I've... tell us about like how you got, how you found the dispensary you're working at now, how you got involved, all that shit, and maybe like. What made you want to go down that path, I guess? Yeah, definitely. So, uh, and just real quick on the opioid thing. Go, go. There, I've had multiple patients tell me when I hand them their medical cannabis, mm-hmm. they look me in the eyes and they tell me that they have been on opioids for X amount of years. Mm. And that didn't help. Mm-hmm. And all it did was deteriorate their body. And totally. now they have medical cannabis that's a natural plant, a natural healing mm-hmm. medicine. Right. That's right. actually taking their pain away. Right. So, and that's, so it's super important that, I think it's so good that the state of Utah has recognized that it's medical. No, for mm-hmm. real. Sure. For real. And it was a fight to get there, but. It was. I'm glad it that we have at least, you know, a few or one or however many dispensaries now like that yeah. you can actually get medical cannabis now yeah so um i kind of went on a tangent about no, you know, it's cannabis it's so easy to but coming, that's our whole thing <laughs> yeah. coming from oregon to here i was having serious anxiety yeah. serious depression it was really bad and that's where i was like okay i'm gonna go talk to a qmp a qualified medical professional mm-hmm. The, the state of Utah has a list of them on the state of Utah website. If you just type in Utah Medical Cannabis, there's a list of folks, doctors you can go meet with. And if you have a qualified condition, which is also on, uh, listed on the website, then you're able to go in and talk to that doctor. You can be honest with them and say, I've used cannabis in the past, and it has helped me tremendously, mm-hmm. X, Y, and Z. You can yeah. tell them, um, and that's what I did. I said, I have so much anxiety, and it's, you know, kind of open up to them. Um, anxiety and depression are unfortunately not categorized as mm. a chronic, or as a illness in <clears throat> the state of Utah. However, period, I, or just with medical marijuana, with medical marijuana. Got it. Yeah. yeah, unfortunately. However, I do have other qualifying condition in mm. conditions. I do mm-hmm. see cannabis as treating my, of course, my depression and anxiety. For sure. Yeah. yeah. So, so I got into <laughs> cannabis that way, kind of learning more about myself. Mm-hmm. And naturally, as I went to the dispenser or the pharmacy. Um, we try to stay away from it dispensary. Got it. Okay, and, good uh, to know. Yeah, good to know. because and I can I have to correct myself sometimes. The difference is a dispensary is an experience where you go in, mm-hmm. right? Right. You go, you get what you need. The pharmacy 
is like you go into Walgreens. Yeah. We have sure, to we sure. check your. There's a process, a long process to mm-hmm. get the card to. Um, once you get the card and everything, I mean, it's not a long process, but it is a process. Totally, yeah, um, for sure. Definitely a privilege to be able to afford. It's something that's uh, actually our pharmacy and other pharmacies work on is patient coalitions because there mm. is no insurance that will cover mm. medical cannabis because it's federally right. illegal. Right. So there's coalitions, that's luckily, crazy. that are sorry. Oh, it's... It's crazy, and it's sad how I many just never even like thought about that. But that's, <laughs> yeah. I mean, ugh, which I could go off. But it's, it's just like, how are you legalizing something? Well, to an extent, you're legalizing it medically, and literally having pharmacies where you can get this medical thing, but insurance won't cover it because it's federally illegal, kind of. Except it's also kind of legal. Like, it's weird. Ugh. I so I I'm okay off my off not being medicated on cannabis. Mm-hmm. I'm okay. I can survive off of my Walgreens pills. Sure. But <laughs> it's sad that I can't go to, let's say I can't, so let's say I want to fly to Illinois. Mm-hmm. I can't bring my medicine with me because uh, it's federally illegal. Mm-hmm. That's so, some fucking shit. Yeah. So what am I supposed to do? Yeah. It's, until it is recognized federally, right, the medical industry is gonna boom, and right. so is the recreational. But recognizing the difference between the two of like everyone should and be able to get cannabis, marijuana, cannabis, yeah. weed mm-hmm. in the recreational way, sure, for lots of reasons. And the other side, though, is. It should be available medically right. everywhere for yeah, everyone. Right. We have a pharmacist on staff that you you can ask questions mm-hmm. to. I mean, mm-hmm. we've eighty year old people have never used cannabis before right. in their life, yeah. and they have cancer. Right. They need someone to walk them through how to use cannabis. They can't totally. walk into a dispensary. You know, maybe some I you know maybe bud tenders at a dispensary will know, but being trained and being under that umbrella, of a medical yeah. pharmacy, right, where it's more specific. Yeah, and there's folks that come in and they can't or won't vape, mm-hmm. and we have options for them: uh, tinctures, edibles. Right. We even have sure. bombs. So. Wow. Yeah, it's really amazing. Yeah, it's nice when you have like a pharmacist and not just like some guy named Chad. Chad? It's <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, what do you like, want, man? Sativa, my guy, it's so fucking sad. <laughs> like, even said Chad. Uh, I was like, Chad. Chad. It's always Chad. Chad. <laughs> yeah. So, do you feel like the like dispensary, um, the the creation and rise of dispensaries, I guess, has like detracted from the medical? Um, uh, what's the right wording? Detracted from, like, the medical side of cannabis slash marijuana at all? Like, do you feel like, because of that, like, the FDA or whomever has less of a chance of recognizing cannabis more as a medicine because there is this, like, yeah, dude, kind of, like... Recreational side. Side of it, yeah. yeah. Sure. I think a lot... I think there's a couple things to that. One is educating and advocating mm-hmm. for cannabis um i think a lot of a lot of states went medical before they went recreational right, too right. so i guess it just it is hard to say because 
there is that stigma, right? Sure. Of yeah. this, sure. you know, what do you want, man? <laughs> What's gonna, <laughs> yeah. you know, I've, uh, you know, people are gonna be like, what gets you the most high? And it's, I think, just still having that fine line of medical mm-hmm. and and recreational in the states, maybe the federal at the federal level, they'll see that as. A tester. Yeah. That's mm, how I could mm. see it playing out. Sure. Is, or at least federally making it medical. Right. Maybe mm. could be the first step as well. Totally. Yeah. There's lots of options. Um, of course, though, in my unprofessional anarchist opinion, <laughs> they're hey. going to do anything they want to get that coin because yep, they're seeing yep. how much money it's making. You know why Utah is medical? Yep. It's because. They're seeing how much money it's bringing exactly. in. Yeah. Exactly. You know, and it's it really comes down to it. That's why they're going to, you know, it'll be interesting coming this fall to see what's on the bills because True. they're going to look at it being wreck, I think, because mm-hmm. businesses, the medical businesses, pharma, sorry, medical cannabis businesses get taxed 40%. Right. Yeah. 40%. That's nuts. And it's and it's expensive, yeah. but they're making they're making yeah, money because kind of money. it's needed. Mm-hmm. It's you know it's wanted. Mm-hmm. And yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's hard to, you know, of course, be like, will they see it as medical? Mm-hmm. Maybe not because they're probably gonna just see that dollar bills in the sure. of like the yeah. wreck side. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think. Regardless, there will always be medical, far- you know, medical sure. canvas for mm-hmm. sure, sure. Even if the feds make it recreational, but yeah, I do think it's yeah. it's interesting. We live in a really interesting time. <laughs> Tell if me you about think it. about it, our parents were a part of the quote war on drugs. The, yeah. First of all, the fuck is that? We already <laughs> we, we already know the fuck the war on drugs is. <laughs> It's the war on black and brown people. Yup, absolutely. Amen. So, not you know, obviously we could get way into that. Absolutely. But <laughs> that's what I was gonna mention. Is like it's, and this isn't even really a topic discussion, but it's just a shame that you know there are even recreational dispensaries that are open now, yet there's so many people that are still doing life sentences for nonviolent yeah drug crimes. You exactly. Know, or associated with marijuana. It's exactly. Like, Again, there's people who can just go down to the store and buy it in Oregon and uh, everywhere else, Colorado, but it's like, then, you know, everywhere else, people are still serving life sentences, yes. and it's like, yes. how 40, fucked 40, up is that? 40,000 people. Jesus yeah. Christ. Which, even in the states where it's both recreational and medically legal, it's there are people serving life sentences for marijuana still. Um, which I feel like is a good thing to kind of segue into another piece of this, which is the Last Prisoner Project, um, mm-hmm. which is something that you had mentioned to me, which I think sounds fucking amazing. So just tell us all about that and how oh, you're involved yeah. and just what they do, everything. Yeah, sure. I, uh, listen, lastprisonerproject.org, <laughs> Last Prisoner Project on Instagram, mm-hmm. everything. Check them out. They are a nonprofit that focuses on educating and advocating for cannabis clemency and freeing every last cannabis uh, prisoner. Amazing. Yeah. So that's their whole their their thing is we will not rest and let, until every last cannabis prisoner is free. Mm-hmm. The other thing they touch on though with that, uh, which is 
they're they're just amazing. Last Prisoner Project not only ad educates and advocates for uh, reform, right, mm -hmm. and for freeing the prisoners, but they also raise funds and allocate funds for families for prisoners. Oh wow! Because mm -hmm. we all know the prisoner industrial complex is yep. Once you're in there, you it's hard to get the fuck out. Yeah, mm -hmm. for sure. The system was not built to help these folks. Yep. So once, right, so once they're in for a non, even like non-violent fucking marijuana crimes, they can't, mm -hmm. you know, there's examples of plenty of BIPOC that are in prison for carrying an eighth. Right. Yeah. In California. Yeah, exactly. And still in prison. <laughs> exactly. So... The land of weed. <laughs> it's ridiculous. So the Last Prisoner Project, yeah, they just, they really focus on helping the families, helping the, uh, those folks once they're out of incarceration. That's awesome. Yeah. And what, so what pharmacies, actually all across pharmacies and dispensaries and businesses across mm -hmm. uh, the nation can partner with the Last Prisoner Project and donate monthly funds to them. Cool. Yeah, and a lot of what comes with it is not only donating uh, to them, is what, you know, we focus on definitely donating and trying to help what we can, but mm -hmm. also so important to educate, especially if I tell our teammates every month or every monthly meeting we have a moral and ethical obligation to be the voice of last prisoner project Truth. of these folks mm -hmm. that Truth. are incarcerated over what over bullshit crimes yeah. that yeah. they're they're in there for 30 years right for what it's just <laughs> it's ridiculous and so i mean obviously i can like <laughs> go on and get angry about oh, it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it, but it's it's so important, especially, I will never, like, not, <laughs> every pharmacist, every bud tender, every dispensary, every, everyone involved in cannabis and marijuana should and should support Last Prisoner Project. Totally. Because you're making money off of something they are in prison for. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. Well put. Then the and it's just the the fact that they're still there, it's not talked about enough for yeah, sure. Yeah. So but even if you're not radical, it's like I feel like any normal person yeah. can just be like, Hey, that's kinda of fucked up. Yeah, like, like I feel like that's a very simple thing that you can look at yeah. and be like, These these two things ain't adding up. Like yeah. how are we having this like billion dollar industry and at the, the we're like I was saying, like we've all been saying this whole episode where it's like it is legal in parts of this country and in those same places where things are legal people are getting people are still in prison serving sentences for that and mm. you can't fucking bring your legal medicine on a plane with you like that's another yeah. thing that i just am like <laughs> but phoebe you know what won't unjustly uh <laughs> imprison 40 40 000, uh americans is it products and services <laughs> yes the advertisements <laughs> on the show <laughs> 
Yeah, advertisers have never been known to do anything crooked ever. I don't, yeah, I'm pretty sure that, again, I mentioned this on a previous episode, capitalism is perfect. And has never, yeah, nothing wrong has ever been happened under capitalism. Anyway, we'll be right back. Ad break. We're back. We are back. Hey, everyone. Um... We, of course, are back with our guest for Riley. the episode. Riley. Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> um, so one more quick question before we move on here is regarding medical marijuana, and specifically in the state we all live in, which is Utah. Mm-hmm. Um, what kind of restrictions has the state put on uh, obtaining medical marijuana? Um, and then, like, follow-up to that, I guess, would be... What would you want to... One thing, because I'm sure there's lots... One thing you would want to change about the medical marijuana, like... I don't know if industry is the right word, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah, what do you yeah. think the next step is, I guess? Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so... Oof, there's... It's... There's a, a couple things that could and should happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think the first thing that will make everything easier in the state of Utah, but also everywhere, just it being federal. Um, mm-hmm. That's just really, it being recognized. I'm I'm hoping there'll be a point of time where I will be able to fly on my plane with my medicine. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Um, but until then, yeah, it's kind of up to the state of Utah with the medical side. So far, you have to go to a qualified medical professional, a QMP, like mm-hmm. I mentioned. Mm. So not just any doctor, right? Sure. And once you talk with them, you do have to pay a range from 150 to 250 for mm. the medical card. Mm-hmm. So that right there brings up a lot of <laughs> issues, right? Totally. That's a lot of money. Yeah. Um, yeah. Not not everyone can afford that and not everyone has yeah the privilege to throw down 250 dollars and then is the qmp covered by insurance do you know it is not Ah. so yeah yeah, the nothing because it's not federally recognized there can't be any insurance coverage sure with that luckily with my pharmacy and um, a lot of other pharmacies in Utah, they have coalitions mm-hmm. that are set up where the pharmacy and patients are able to donate money to mm-hmm. that coalition. And that coalition will start a process of Sick. applicants and taking folks that need that financial support for the That's medicine. That's really cool. Well, yeah. mutual aid, actually. Yeah, one around. might call it. <laughs> yeah, we love to see it. We love to see it. Um, I th- it's so great. I think mm-hmm. pharmacies opened in 2020, so we're just still seeing a lot of... I mean, they're all startups, right? So yeah, we're just yeah. kind of seeing more organization come together within the pharmacies. So now we're starting to see this more yeah coalition mutual aid Mm -hmm. that's really awesome and helpful for those folks that can't afford their medicine i mean let's be honest it's expensive it's definitely uh amazing that we 
have access to the medical cannabis, but it's also expensive. It needs to, it's so to kind of go back. $250, $150 $250, $150 around there. Uh-huh, for to, the card. Yeah, well, that's just for the appointment. Oh. So, yeah, so that's $15 for the card. Got it. Yeah. Um, and that's through, I think, also, I have to, sorry, I have to look back. Oh, but I fine. think it's either with, I think you pay the $15 with the state. Yeah. Sure. So you get that, that appointment, sense. you get the $15 with the state, and then you get a card like mm-hmm. a kind of just a basic you know paper card sure, or yeah. um emailed to you right so then you're you have your patient number and you are able to go into you have to meet with a pharmacist after that you're able to go and shop and mm-hmm. buy your medicine mm-hmm. at the pharmacies at any pharmacy sure so once it is there's definitely hurdles yeah Um, yeah. i think the other hurdle is you know there's a list of qualifying conditions and right yeah imo what what should and shouldn't qualify because there is a lot of research behind cannabis yeah and behind you know different methods different use of cannabis for different different, different people you know yeah, totally. yeah. so totally. it's definitely and, um you know and it's hard because like i don't necessarily like i mean ideally i feel like we would use mostly just the medicine that comes from the earth and whatnot mm-hmm. but it's like we think of like other medicines that come from plants like even fucking like tylenol and shit right you can buy a giant bottle of that at the store for yeah. like three dollars yeah like, you know so it's it's fucked up because it's like the positives outweigh the negatives for this medicine almost even more so than even like something like Tylenol, yet it, the sure. process is still so difficult for to like get a medical card. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, do you, I mean, I don't know off the top of your head, but do you know like some of the qualifying, um, uh, what's the word? Qualifying conditions. conditions? Yeah. Yeah, so chronic pain, mm. there's certain, I think, I don't know exactly, but there's definitely cancer, mm-hmm. you know, there's, uh, like, for example, my, when California was medical, my grandfather had mm-hmm. cancer and could not eat anything because of chemo, mm. and they had him on medical cannabis to help him eat, Right. so there's one example, epilepsy, ah, is also um i've also heard patient stories of how epilepsy has helped grandma seizures wow so yeah actually yeah i've seen like um i think i was like watching a documentary or something about like medical cannabis and i remember like it was like this little kid who was like seven or something he was young and he was having grandma seizures and would take a tincture and would like almost immediately calm down out of his seizure and be able to like come back and be like coherent again it's on it's like crazy how this shit is so it's like a miracle drug literally it really is please meet with your doctor or <laughs> do not yeah. take medical advice from us <laughs> but good yes. thing to mention I yeah. Not yes. that. yeah we're like, not we're not saying anything True. seek a medical professional first. i do in fact <laughs> and that, so does phoebe have a phd but we are not right. doctors yeah so. yeah we don't have our doctorates yet <laughs> i'm actually 
yeah, just uh, <laughs> an agent is mine, <laughs> my title. Yeah. So I Agents. can't, I can't, yeah, I'm, yes. I'm like a secret agent, you know? A secret medical <laughs> cannabis agent. Exactly. What the government doesn't want you to know. <laughs> exactly. Should we segue into some outreach stuff? Yeah, definitely. Cool. Absolutely should. Cool. I think that's the amazing, an amazing idea. Yeah. Um, so, Riley, you're involved with a local outreach group. I know that they've done, um, like, going out and feeding unsheltered, um, gathering clothes and stuff like that. So if you want to just tell us a little bit about the group that you're involved with and some of the stuff that they do. Sorry, I feel like I stole your question, Taylor. Uh, it's fine. It's a uh, good question. <laughs> yeah, so I am a part of SLRM, Salt Lake Equal Rights Movement. Mm-hmm. Um, we are a, a group that ultimately focuses on just that, equal rights. And mm-hmm. um, our first and foremost um, in focus is Black Lives Matter, mm-hmm. period. Um, we do everything to support that the black lives mm-hmm. matter movement mm-hmm. and so that being our main focus um i think of course there's an umbrella of issues right sure. of of inequality um and that dis- disproportionately affects black and brown folks mm-hmm. and one of those is the unsheltered community we have here in Salt Lake, I mean, it's an issue everywhere, right? The housing crisis, yep. there's lots yep. that um, mm-hmm. tie into why there are folks on the street. Yeah. And it's because the system was not built to help these folks. Uh, the system was built to keep them there. True. So with that, um, we focus on kind of what we can do, how we can what we can do as a community and how we can bring together resources for our unsheltered Mm -hmm. neighbors because at the end of the day we're all you know we're all part of this we're all human beings Mm -hmm. we're all just trying to fucking make it in this world yeah so everyone deserves food housing uh, you know uh water yeah so when we go out we do try to go out on Sundays, we call it Sunday service, and um, we did it mostly throughout this last summer. Um, our focus was getting good meals, you know, trying to get not just preservative foods, but right. focusing on hot meals, you know, like fresh cooked meals, barbecue for the unsheltered community. And when we would go out, we want to make sure people are feeling loved and welcomed and yeah yeah because society is has what's the word brainwashed us yeah (laughs) into dehumanizing folks it's so true and so you know we were conditioned to walk down the street and ignore the people in the street and yeah. that's fucked up yeah and or i feel like i always see it as this like scare tactic thing for like um you know kids that are acting out or whatever it is yeah. it's like you don't want to end up like this person yeah or even just like the idea of like well you give a dollar to this person on the side of the road and then you just don't because you know it's like ah here's the, you know the money or my charity and then you like keep driving and it's like 
they're they're human. They have thoughts, feelings, um, opinions. Yeah. So I feel like giving them, you know, talking with them and respecting them as a human goes a long way. Yeah. 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 And we really wanted to not only focus our Sunday services on providing meals and clean, you know, fresh water, water and whatever we could, blankets, you Mm -hmm. know, for them, but it's also having conversations, going out, asking folks, you know, hey, what's your name? Yeah. You know what? I like your shoes. Having those conversations is so important Mm -hmm. because we don't, you know, we're literally birthed and we are right we go we go right to our mama's chest we go human connection right mm-hmm. we gotta go back to that yeah core yeah because these folks is you know there's a lot of bad in the world there's a lot of negativity yeah. there's a lot of that's going against people especially folks on the street yeah. people don't understand how hard it is to get out they like they just don't like it's just it's not like you can just go get a job right you have to have an id guess what Mm -hmm. it it costs what 25 bucks get Mm -hmm. an id where are you gonna get that 25 bucks because no one's gonna give it to you because they assume you know you need it for drugs and this and that well and and like i get a phone most likely yeah you need a phone you need a a phone number where they can reach you you need an you have to put an address on your fucking um application or whatever like literally a, a home address you can't have a job if you don't have an address that you can put on an application yeah i mean there's a lots of it's just like medical cannabis and it's just like anything else there's you know in the system there's obstacles there's mm-hmm. and it's the so yeah what it comes so what we focus on is hopefully like connecting with people you know having yeah. those conversations and like really like building people up and just you know making sure they know they're loved because mm-hmm. You know, everyone deserves to know they're loved, especially out, you know, you know, out in this cold world. Yeah. So, yeah. so we we definitely we do what we we try to do what we can. We're always trying to we're trying to get organized so we can do more, especially for this winter. Yeah. Because we absolutely. You know, it's it's hard uh, making sure there's tents, blankets, yeah, fuel cans, making sure we got hot meals. Yeah. Um, Things like that. So we're definitely trying to get organized so that we can really make sure that we're there for the community this mm-hmm. winter. Because you know it gets it gets cold. Yeah. And as cl- as you know the climates have been acting funky. Uh, <laughs> we don't. You know who knows? It's probably gonna be. You know it might be like horrible. It might right. Be, you know, yeah. Right. We just don't know. Well, we had like Texas freezing over last year. We've got hurricanes literally happening right now. Like nobody knows what the climate's gonna yeah. look like this winter, and oh. it's even, fucking rough. Even just like the past couple of weeks here, like it's been yeah. ninety degrees, and then we've had these giant floods. That yes. Happen. Like it's yes. insane, and it's like if you're living out in the elements, like that's. Yeah. Moab was flooding. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It was like, scary yeah. shit. It's yeah. crazy. Well, and last year, too, we had a really bad windstorm here that was, like, it was hurricane winds, like, hurricane speed oh, winds that here that, like, mm-hmm. there was a guy who, um, I, like, went out, I think it was with Swarm, or I think it was just, like, a group of people, but we, like, went out the next day after that windstorm to, like, help the unsheltered figure out yeah. what the fuck, and, like, this guy was arguing with um, I think either one of like the, um, what are they? It's not the sanitation department, but who's the fucking assholes that are always out there being assholes? 
The health department? Yeah, the health department. This guy, one of the unsheltered folks on the street, was arguing with this person that worked for the health department and being like, did you have a tree branch fall through your house and rip your house and ruin your house last night? No, but I did, because my house is a tent. Like, that's it, yeah. for, that's it for my shelter now. Like, a tree branch literally fell on me, woke me up, and now my tent is completely ruined. Like, I can't use it anymore. And it's like, did that fucking happen to you, dude? No. And that just goes back to empathy, right? Yes. Um, and why we have... What's the core of having these conversations is being mm-hmm. empathetic. Mm-hmm. And and that's the other hard part is the city is de- constantly dehumanizing these folks. Yep. There, there are abatements that are pushing them every other day. Yes. And it's like yeah. the... And there again comes the obstacles, you know, People think, oh, they can just go to a shelter. Right. No, they can't. Nope. What you gotta, you know, there's there's obstacles to get in the shelter. What if you have a partner? Yeah. You know, they won't let you go in the shelter. So it's just constantly, yeah, this, what can we do to, to just help them out? Yeah. Because like, yeah. yeah. they're just, I mean, like, not even, not, like you said, like, not, they're not only just, their home is on the street, but they are constantly dealing with these extreme climates like we just had right. a crazy rainstorm yeah. and people were getting pushed during the rains you know yeah it's like yeah people are getting pushed in 107 degree weather people right. are getting pushed in negative whatever 10 weather yeah. when it's yeah. snowing well and the thing too is that it's like these areas where these folks will like set up their tents and whatever it is it's like that in itself becomes a community all those people stay together in order to like support each other and they have shared resources of like well i have this pot and pan and you have this thing let's help each other cook a meal or whatever it is and when you're pushing that and breaking all that up you're constantly breaking up these people Mm -hmm. basically it's their neighborhood you are breaking up this person's neighborhood and this infrastructure that they themselves have created so like it's more than just you got to pick up your tent and move it to the other side of the street it's like now we have to rebuild this entire thing that we were working on for x amount of weeks or however long the cops allowed them to have yeah and they just are constantly not even like given the chance sometimes yeah. to pick up their tent they're just their tents are thrown away exactly they're yeah. it's their home like, I, it's awful one of the relocations that happened I, I had gone down there i went to like uh savers the night before and bought like a bunch of those like hard suitcases and i went mm. and like, took them down there because like yeah they just take all their shit and just throw it away yep. and it's like you know and especially when you have accumulated a certain amount of things it's like it takes time to move all of your stuff so it's like uh, yeah just and shit that you need to survive like everybody needs forks and knives clothes you know all that shit that it's like it's that you need a lot of things in order to survive as a human being especially if you don't have a roof over your head so like that's a lot of shit to transport everywhere it is that you need you need it yeah it definitely it's it's a it's an issue. It's bad that the city just like won't help them. They yeah. just are constantly yeah. uh, making it worse. It's some shit. Well, and I mean, you know, classic, classic capitalism. Yep. Uh, yep. If you can't be productive in society, it's funny because yeah. they always like people always say that about like socialist uh, governments where they're like, oh, if you're not productive, they won't give you health care or whatever. And it's like, we don't do that either. Yeah. If you aren't making money, then, like, people, the government doesn't give a fuck no, about the you. the government dude. doesn't even recognize you as a human being Exactly. Anymore. 
Ugh, do you have another question. outreach question? Yeah, yeah. Um, yes. In what areas have you seen the most need in the community? And then also, what has the community been able to accomplish um, the best, you would say? Or what, area, what needs have you been able to fulfill? And, and then, yeah, which areas do you think still need work and help with, mm-hmm, I guess? <laughs> Ugh, all of it. Yeah. <laughs> to all of the True. credit. True. Yeah. No, just kidding. Um, but for real, like, I think definitely touching on the <clears throat> unsheltered community ties to the housing crisis. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, these damn apartment luxury, oh. quote, <laughs> luxury apartment complexes yeah. are ridiculous and they're just building you know and so i think focusing on what you can do with your voice is definitely one of the first more most important things it's not just only posting and making your voice active Mm -hmm. um because i think you should i think it's important to say black lives matter Totally. Every day. Like, if you see, you know, I think it's important to put that out there on your social media. I think it's important to say it out loud. I think it's important to wear it because having those conversations and, you know, starting that is really what it's going to boil down to. Sorry, I'm kind of getting into a... No. Please do. Get into it. Into a... Get into it. It, like, gets... It just that's like the main focus and so coming back to yeah the unsheltered community you know just like focusing on that and the housing crisis and then black lives matter all of these tie together it's true and so i think yeah raising i think going back to yeah like putting your voice out there not just on social media but getting out there going to protests Mm -hmm. being a body being a voice out there being a name on a petition being Mm -hmm. a name on an email to your mayor to your city Mm -hmm. council you know i think people don't realize how much power their voice does have because that's what community is about and that's what community is is pushing that narrative Mm -hmm. of community and so thinking your voice doesn't matter Mm -hmm. is is wrong because your voice is the community and it is matters so i think checking ourselves of course always being accountable for what we say for always being actively anti-racist within ourselves you know like doing that active work and then also doing the work of making your voice heard to Mm -hmm. like out there on the streets out there um, on paper and so yeah that in itself but also joining you know us on like slurm at these protests um for example a way to get involved is going to protests like i said we have a couple protests lined out for september Mm -hmm. focused on the unsheltered community and focused on um daca i mean Mm. that that's a whole other thing is yeah Immigration, Biden hasn't done shit with nope. immigration, and it's nope. still at Trump level rates of you know deportations. Yeah. And so yeah. 
so that one in itself you know there's always going to be issues there's always going to be things fighting for so i think just making sure <laughs> you're taking care of yourself because mm-hmm. as long as you, you know yeah. always take care you know do your work do your thing take care of you but and take care of your mental health you know find that mm-hmm. but find also finding that uh uncomfortable zone of getting out there and like sure. just you know if you're tired like just keep going like making sure that our voices are heard yeah. as a community yeah. as a collective um yeah yeah if everybody didn't say anything then no one would say anything so exactly like, you exactly gotta do it together yeah well and like you were saying to touch on your thing of like how this stuff is all connected and everything like there, I, I don't know who said the quote or exactly how it was, but um, it was something of, like, until the most oppressed person is liberated, we don't actually have liberation. Period. Yeah. True. Um, yeah, so, yes. Um, you know what is liberating? <laughs> <laughs> um, capitalism. Yeah. Very oh, liberating. The most. The most liberating. <laughs> uh, we're going to take another ad break. We're back. Here we are. Mm. Um, cool. Well, kind of our last little question to you is just what are some of the things that have opened your eyes to the horrors of capitalism um, and that have radicalized you? Oh, there is um, a <laughs> It's lot. a big question. <laughs> it is a big question. I think the uh, re whatever you want to call it, kind of like the resurrection or re, like kind of relifting of uh, Black Lives Matter mm-hmm. last mm-hmm. Uh, June of 2020 when George Floyd was brutally murdered. Yeah. I think everyone had, <clears throat> I guess I shouldn't speak for everyone. <laughs> Obviously not everyone. You're not was the ambassador of world I was, I was under the impression you yeah. represented everyone yeah. that's what we had you on for. yeah um i represent the entire world as the queen of the world exactly um no i think i guess i will speak for myself that was just such a heart-wrenching horrible fucking moment yeah that was like a slap of the face that was like this is what the world we fucking live in. Yeah. We have, you know, and so in that I was like so angry and so frustrated. I was like, what the fuck am I going to do about Mm -hmm. it? Like, I can't just sit here and be angry. So that was just one moment where I was like, you know, I really started reading a lot more about you know like the color of law uh red zoning and mm-hmm. started kind of just uh start reading me and white supremacy just trying to like really <clears throat> read more and understand and educate myself and then with that trying to be active in the community um it definitely you know i'm definitely not perfect by any means and i'm definitely 
not like wouldn't say I'm like this big activist because I've definitely had my mental health struggles like you know sure. and, like I mean all of oh us my, do yeah for sure living under the capitalist yeah. regime how can exactly. you not exactly literally yeah. is a system that forces you to not make change yeah. because you're always tired from yeah. working yeah right exactly so, yeah and like and that's it having that empathy of like being like all right you know we want to make change, but how do we make change? How do we make, you know, like, or make ourselves okay to go make change? And so, yeah, I think, like, doing a lot of work and, like, kind of, ra- yeah, like, radicalizing, like, myself and kind of, like, realizing, it, like, the inequalities I've gone through my own mm-hmm. inequalities. I've seen inequality. I mean, obviously, just watched on the news like yeah Yeah. the fact that that happened um you know it's just it's it just goes to show like going back to our voices matter yeah and our individual voices matter us saying black lives matter us saying that there are Mm -hmm inequalities in the world and that we need to speak up about them and that we need to see change because that's really what comes down to is um you know seeing seeing the problem want to be want to become a part of the solution Mm -hmm. um and so i think yeah definitely is like made me radicalize and made me realize (laughs) you know uh, and then i um with that like going out in the community and doing the work with the unsheltered community and seeing that you know this is a product of the capitalist society because like i said before the system was not built to help them the system was Mm -hmm. built to keep them there and to not to kick them while they're down right you know not treat them like human beings like i would go so far as to say the system was created to make them like this i would say create them one of like the one of the main products of the system is unsheltered folks yeah it is yeah i mean it's a system that needs somebody to be exploited for other Mm -hmm. people to be the exploiters exactly exactly whether it's workers whether it's people who can't afford housing whatever it is it's like Mm -hmm. for there to be like rich people there has to be poor people who are suffering right exactly (laughs) exactly yeah exactly case in point yeah i mean that's yeah it's hard it's really hard um so yeah that was i think definitely a couple different moments and like i said i'm definitely not perfect and i'm like constantly um you know like trying to figure out ways of also like trying to figure out ways I can get involved, how to use my mm-hmm. voice and things like that. Totally. Um, so, yeah, I think, but just as long as we're doing it right, as long as yeah. that we are making our voices heard in some way and that we're, like, constantly trying mm-hmm. to get our voices be heard. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I think a good thing that you said was, like, talking about these issues, it, it makes me think about, like, how... Um, at certain, like, corporate jobs, they'll say, oh, don't talk about 
your wages with your coworkers, da da da. That's like in a lot of like even contracts for co- for corporate places. This is such and bullshit. it's like it is such yeah. bullshit. And it's I actually feel illegal. Like, you can't you can't yeah, tell people to do it's that. It's insane. <laughs> and which I yeah, think is like, and then that in, when you do talk about your wages with people, it goes to show like the wage inequalities. And I think that works as well for just like life inequalities. The system does not want you to actually talk about them so that people are not aware of them because so many of us like have just been mm-hmm. indoctrinated into this. We have no idea what's actually going on because there's little to no information out there. And you're just brainwashed into going through what you go through every day until somebody tells you, like, no, dude, like, this is fucked up, actually. And you're like, whoa, hold on. You're right. Yeah. That is fucked up. fucked up. It is yeah. fucked up that there's 40,000 40, mm-hmm. people in prison for marijuana incarcerations when, like, it's actually legal in, in certain states. spots. Yeah. 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 40,000 people. Jesus. And it's, you know, it's the capitalist society is just making money off of them, though. Exactly. Exactly. It's just modern day slavery. Yeah, Yeah. it is modern day slavery. And it's like, it's crazy that not only are they making money off of people who are incarcerated for marijuana, but they're also making money off of, like, the marijuana (laughs) industry. It's just like, fuck you so hard. (laughs) And we can't ignore the fact that it's predominantly white owned. Yep. And yeah. yes, exactly. And we can't, you know, it's it's so predominantly white folks owning the the industry mm-hmm. just in mm-hmm. making the money. Yes. That's and, what I was going to even say uh, is like, you know, how you had mentioned there's 80 year old people who have never, you know, seen marijuana before that are coming in to get medical cannabis. It's like that those... probably voted for Reagan. <laughs> Those fuckers. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm just kidding. I had to say it that's, though. No, no that's exactly it. the thing. It. It's like it's those people that are making these decisions mm-hmm. and that are, you know, in charge. It's like the they always say like with um, abortion uh, legislation. It's always like white old dudes that are like talking about yeah. women's bodies. Yeah, you know? that it's like uh, what like justifications do you have even about this or like connections do you even yeah. have to this thing? Um, yeah, and I think it's also worth mentioning, like, the disproportion of the people that are serving these marijuana incarcerations are black and brown folks. Like. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Dis- disproportionately black. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's really, really awful to read about these families, and yeah. these, these yeah. folks that are there, um, for 30 years and they miss, you know, yeah. even when they're out, they miss 30 years of their lives yes, for yeah. something that we are now profiting off yep, of yep. as a state, as a government, mm-hmm. as I'm pro- like, you know, sure. I'm literally a pro- you know, a yeah. product of that. So, sure. you know, it's, yeah, super important to recognize that. I'm very thankful that my pharmacy recognizes totally. them. Yeah. And I am, it's, it's, those organ and it goes you know it's those organizations too where it's like you can take action with them right you know right. can they have letter writing programs for the yeah. uh, folks mm, incarcerated that's the cool. coalition for helping uh, right. lower income with the um, visits and whatnot yeah yeah I'm yeah, sure yeah. you can get involved in that yeah, yeah you definitely can yeah so and it it's all right all comes back to the community and the small the small things we can do totally. in the community. Yeah. Totally. Um, like that. Yeah. Speaking of which, um, tell us about how we can get involved with 
with Slime, with Last Prisoner Project, with anything. Yeah, that's great. So Last Prisoner Project, I would definitely recommend following them on Instagram, on social mm -hmm. media, check out their website. They have uh, just such great uh, stories and information about the folks, mm -hmm. um, great you know statistics. They mm -hmm. really, really do their work. And so start out by, I think, I always like to share their stories because I think yeah. it's like, again, not enough people are talking about that. Like, right. The human issue. aspect of it, like, yeah. which I think it was interesting <clears throat> you bringing up, like the families of the people that are incarcerated. Mm -hmm. It's like, you don't think about that part of it. Like, yeah, it, somebody sitting in prison obviously is horrible and life is horrible for them, but also like their families are suffering as and well. that's a whole income. Yeah, that's exactly. Gone. Exactly. Income, especially if they have children mm -hmm. as well. It's like they're mm -hmm. just single parents now that and are... It's a, a whole person, a whole parent. Right. That's right. a whole human that yeah. is missing out because of what? Exactly. Again, because of, of what? what? It's so... So there's also... Um, you mentioned the... Um, humanizing you know kind of like talking about like the people that are suffering mm -hmm. um there's the letter writing program mm -hmm. that's really great you and that's through involved. last prisoner project yeah okay, it is cool. and you cool. can yeah start writing letters yeah. um and it's really popular they really enjoy it because they don't get a lot of letters sure and, you know um there's also you can donate and that those donations go to towards bail towards yeah. the families towards uh educate you know mm -hmm. a couple different things um they have they actually also have some great yeah like i mentioned before they have great stories mm -hmm. they have ambassadors that are that were incarcerated. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's cool. And that talk about their stories. Um, yeah. So I think definitely just checking them out. Cool. And then with Slurm. Yes. We're doing our, our protests um, every Sunday this Saturday or this September. <clears throat> too many dates. Yes. Um, <laughs> too many things. Um, so this September, yeah, every Sunday we're going to do a protest focused on equal rights and issues awesome. going on Sweet. here in Salt Lake. That's um, great. Not only, but of course, they're big, you know, if they're here in Salt Lake, they're out there everywhere. Yeah. Um, like the unsheltered community, um, homophobic comments, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. or homophobia and just in general. Yeah. And yeah, lots yeah. of, lots of inequality. So um, check us out, Slurm Utah. Is our Instagram page? I can double check. I'm like, I think I'll double check while I made you're a talking. Face while I, um, <laughs> we just started a new one, so I'm like, I think it's Slurm Utah, but yeah, we also have a Facebook page that's uh, Slurm Salt Lake Equal Rights Movement. We try to is share that a top one. Yes, that's yes, it, okay, it, is it is at Slurm S L E R M Utah on Instagram. Perfect, and that's what it should Sick. be on Facebook as well. But yeah, we. We try to do calling campaigns, cool. protests, um, and then, yeah, Sunday services. So Yeah, if somebody wanted to get involved with, like, Sunday service, how would they go about that? I think messaging us Kay. first, cool. uh, DMing us on Instagram. But, yeah, we're going to work on definitely the month of September. We're going to take some time to reorganize as totally. a group and kind of 
um, focus on the protests, but also yeah. the winter months, yeah. kind of like yeah. really figure out some things. Yeah. So, yeah. um, you know, focus on, all right, what, what do we need to focus on? And yeah, of yeah. course there's yeah. so many things, but it's like, what's our main issues. Right. Yeah. Um, and, um, wear like if I have clothes or water bottles or whatever it is like items to donate to your group um or any group like where's it where can I donate items uh I would say message us definitely message us on Instagram and we'll coordinate a pickup time or coordinate some sort of drop off yeah and then I think COVID mutual aid groups and yeah, other groups. Yeah, love them. Love yeah, them. they're... Uh, I believe Open Air Shelter, too. Open Air Shelter. Really open Air Shelter. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's some great groups. That's another thing is, you know, we want to promote as well those groups that yeah. are organizing. Yeah, totally. Of course. Um, because it definitely, it's not just us. It takes, you know... Takes a, a lot. <laughs> Black Lives Matter Utah, Rep Utah. Um, they're definitely you know all just such great organizations in this mm-hmm. community that they're important in doing the work yeah for sure because yeah. there's so much a village quite it literally does. takes yeah it's a good community i think salt lake is really had this new growth and new yeah, like agreed. awakening totally. of agreed. uh yeah of inequalities and i think it's you know I mean it's gonna be a constant uphill battle but yeah mm-hmm. yeah as long as we can organize as a community and mm-hmm. court, you know really get get shit done yeah <laughs> yeah and I mean doing anything is like radical like giving True. helping feed the unsheltered or what have you or using your voice like that is revolutionary True, and get involved in your own area I would say like yeah. You know, we obviously are in Utah, so we know the things around here, yes. but, uh, <laughs> but you know, I'm, it's not, I wouldn't say it's difficult to Google groups in your area. Mutual you aid know. groups. Yeah, mutual exactly. aid, find advocacy groups there's, in your... Yeah, there's, there's places, you just gotta look for them is the thing. Yeah. Yeah, so that's, you know, if you're not in Utah, do that. Yes. And give your money to those places, because... Exactly. <laughs> that's, that's what's cool. Don't, you know, the advertisements we were talking about, don't buy them. Yeah. Give your money to these groups. <laughs> <laughs> Although I think our one advertisement is a free service. At yeah, least, like, for, sure. for, there's probably in-app purchase shit. But anyway, give yeah, your money to the people yeah, yeah, yeah. that need it. We do ads <laughs> because we need money for certain things, so. <laughs> we do ads because it doesn't cost y'all anything. Exactly. We can skip right Skip there. over, uh, <laughs> um... P-Zone? It's we're in the P-Zone. P-Zone. Plug some shit. Um, So, as we said, the Instagram for Slurm is S-L-E-R-M Utah on Instagram. Last Last Prisoner Project. Is Mm -hmm. it just that whole thing? Last Prisoner Project on Instagram? Yeah. Okay. And then lastprisonerproject.org is their website. Yeah. Sweet. Do you have anything else you want to plug? Um, I think, yeah, those organizations that we kind of mentioned mm-hmm. earlier. Open Air Shelter, SLC yeah. COVID Mutual Aid. Black Lives Matter Utah, Rep Utah, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Mutual, uh, did you say Mutual Aid? Yeah, yeah SLC Mutual Aid. Yeah, um, yeah, and, and there's more, there's so many yeah. great ones, and I think just supporting any and every organization that is doing the work and 
yeah follow them on instagram i think social media is just such an important platform like it's a good tool it's a very good tool to find out what's going on yeah i mean that's where you can find out about protests or outreach efforts or when are we doing a big donation thing or stuff like that so yeah yeah good one for sure like filter you know (laughs) i'm like don't get don't go you know like me and get depressed do we need to like, <laughs> yeah. sit there and scroll? take some time don't doom scroll but um doom scroll yeah take care of yourself yeah. um well our instagram is at remarks podcast r-e-m-a-r-x no wait no it's not is it hold on now why do i, <laughs> I literally every single well, time well i do know that the twitter is at remarks pod p-o-d so yes i'm right are... Our R-E-M-A-R-X-P-O-D is the Twitter account. Yes. Our Instagram account, I am correct, is at Remarks Podcast. Um, that is also our TikTok account where we have two whole videos. I love it. And I do have a YouTube channel as well yeah. called The Lefty Agenda. You can check out. I just make longer, not even longer, and they're shorter, but they're like scripted, scripted. videos. Yeah. Um, and then did we want to do our shout out? Oh, yeah. I, I don't it was... know if anybody... Played. Oh yeah, I don't know. Did, I don't even remember what it was we did. George Bush. Yeah, nobody even nobody played. Wow, no one played the Guys, game. Guys, do you care? It was a rough. It was a, kind of a rough episode. It was a rough episode as far as like listens go. Yeah. So um, listen to our last episode. <laughs> uh, do we want to do a like a, a shout, shout out, out question? Yeah. I would say um, just tag your favorite like outreach organization, whether it doesn't have to be like local to Utah, wherever you're at, just tag whatever like outreach organization you like yeah just let them know let us know yeah so we can you know bump that them as well truth <laughs> so bump okay. them to our 30 listeners yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's mostly our friends yeah you know we're, we're, getting, we're getting out there. there we are yeah 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 we have anyway. like out of country people according to our analytics yeah we've got people. like oh, people in we, uh finland we, we, yeah, yeah i don't know where yeah. they're from <laughs> We have a. We're famously we love the French. Yeah. We've never never shit on the French. The French. <laughs> uh, never mispronounced any French. Words. No, no. Every French pronunciation has been completely Perfect. on point. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's that, I guess. I guess we're good. Cool. Uh, thank you again for being yeah, on the cast. Yeah. Thanks so much. Oh, thank you both for having me. I appreciate it. It's been so fun. Yeah. Hell yeah. Sweet. Well, okay. Love you. Bye. Bye. Bye.